Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning into our show. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you, and especially today, because we're presenting our third best film president debate show. Now, as most of you already know, the next presidential election won't take place until November of 2016, but most media outlets are already focusing on the preliminary campaigns, and that's why it's time to give you a chance to vote again for the actor you think would be named, should be named, Best Film President. All you have to do is listen to five rousing campaign speeches that were taped previously, and then to information about other important new candidates since the last voting was completed. And then just email your vote to realtalk at comcast.net, and that's R-E-E-L, realtalk at comcast.net, by September 30th. As a thank you for voting, your name will be added to a drawing for a free copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict, my award-winning, humorous, life-at-the-movies memoir. In the interest of full disclosure, I should mention that Harrison Ford has won our last two Best Film President elections. I can hardly wait to find out if he comes out on top again. And now I would like to welcome some of our listeners who have signed up for the for the chat. I see that Kat Vecchioni from World Talk Rock here on Blog Talk Radio is already in the chat room, and I'm sure she'll be uh, joined by others. We really appreciate the people who sign up for the for the chat, as well as all our other listeners. Okay, folks, time to play those spirited campaign speeches by Nikki Starr, A.J. Hockery, Jazz Shaw, Fausto Rodriguez, and yours truly that were taped on Election Day back in November of 2008. So some of the things that, that are said are, uh, are not correct, but the speeches are just so much fun to listen to. And the clip runs a little over 20 minutes, and then we'll be back live to talk about three new candidates, Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln, Danny Glover in 2012, and Stephen Colbert in Monster vs. Aliens. Let's begin by bringing in my producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, who's campaigning for one of the final candidates. I have to tell you that when I asked Nikki to talk about her favorite uh, actor uh, portraying a movie president, 
she didn't even take a breath before giving me a very enthusiastic answer. And, and I can hardly wait to hear her reasons for supporting the candidate she chose. Nikki, you have the floor now to tell us who you're supporting and why we should vote for your candidate. Hello, my fellow Americans. Let me tell you why I chose the awesome Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Never before in a movie has a candidate brought together the whole entire earth <laughs> against an enemy, okay? Y'all know how naive I am. That president didn't know enough to do things on his own, so he gathered everybody around him who could help him. He used his advisors to their fullest potential. He can pull on your heartstrings. He had a little baby girl. Unfortunately, he lost his wife you know, during the combat, but his speech at the end, when they were pulling everybody together, all right, reminding people that we are no longer Americans, okay, this is about us celebrating being human beings. He said, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive today. We celebrate our Independence Day. That is what being a good president is about, being able to pull everybody together, even in times of crisis, and come out in the end on top of it all. He's got my vote forever and a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, you make <laughs> such a compelling case for Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Nikki, but I still can't figure out how you arranged for Independence Day to be shown on TV over the weekend. I think that was kind of an unfair uh, campaign uh, attack that you gave us. How did you manage that? <laughs> I didn't manage it, but the thing is, and the closer we got to the election, okay, the people who program what we're watching know the best president should be on. The best movie president should be on close to Election Day. And since this is Election Day, they replayed the best president ever. And that'd be Bill Pullman on Independence Day. <laughs> well, you really rock, Nikki. <laughs> Thank you. you for that wonderful <laughs> campaign speech. And our next campaigner is Jazz Shaw of BTR's Midstream Radio. He's really had a very, very busy schedule today, and I'm so happy that he could stump for one of our candidates on the show today. We really appreciate it. Hi, Jazz. Hello, how are you? Well, I'm just so excited to hear all the reasons why we should vote for your candidate. Who are you supporting today and why? Well, I almost changed my mind a moment ago, I must say, because that was such a stirring stump speech from Nikki Starr, and it reminded me of the fact that I enjoyed that movie so much. I actually have a copy of it both on uh, tape and on DVD, and I've watched it so many times. I really don't care for Bill Pullman as an actor, but that was one of his best roles, and the speech that she mentioned was very stirring and, you know, actually almost brings tears to my eyes when I hear it. So good job, Nikki. Sadly, you're going to lose. Because I am, am in fact, of course, supporting the only true choice, which is Henry Fonda from the movie Failsafe. Now, this goes back a long time, and some of your younger listeners may not even be familiar with the film you may have only seen the terrible remake. If so, shame on you. Go get a chance to find it. And it deals with a president who faces the kind of 
risk that we face today, international terrorism, dealing with a resurgent Russia, the possibility of Afghanistan, who has you know, a couple of dozen nuclear weapons, their government's unstable, things could be fired at any time, and really addressed the issue of what the president would do in the situation of a total meltdown in diplomacy and a total meltdown in the optics and care of the nuclear forces and what happens when those triggers get pulled and things go too far. And what he does is he actually sacrifices an American city in the end of the film because we're about to destroy a major city in Russia. But he's on the phone doing diplomacy right to the very end and comes up with a way that we can sacrifice a little, or not a little, but one thing, rather than losing the entire planet to an all-out nuclear exchange. And he keeps his cool through the entire thing. That's the kind of leadership you need in this kind of world, and that's why you should vote for Henry Fonda. Excellent reasons, and I agree with you, Jazz, that Henry Fonda looks presidential in this movie in particular. I was so disappointed when uh, that movie didn't do well in the box office, but evidently it came out um, later than Dr. Strangelove, and it was dealing with pretty much the same situation. And uh, people had already seen that situation played out uh, earlier, so uh, it didn't do well at the box office, but it's certainly a classic in terms of a, a wonderful performance by Yeah, and of Henry course, Dr. Bond. Strangelove had the kind of quirky humor thing going, whereas Failsafe was not in any way a comedy. It was a, a, just a, a gravely serious film. That's absolutely. He, he kind of made you wish that he were president. I remember that because he, he really did such a, uh, well, believable job and... Uh, look like someone that, that you would want to, to vote for. But So thank you for that great uh, campaign speech. Now let's hear from Fausta Wirtz, who hosts Fausta's blog on BTR. I'm just so happy that she agreed to be on our show today, and I think she's on the line now. Let me see if this is Fausta. Hi, Fausta. How are you today? Hi, Betty Jo. I'm glad and honored to be here. And we are just on pins and needles waiting to hear who you support uh, for the uh, winner of the best movie president. Uh, who is your candidate, and why do you want us to vote for that candidate? My candidate is President James Marshall of Air Force One, played by Harrison Ford. Yay. <laughs> and just as Henry Fonda negotiated with the Russians, and then he dropped a bomb on the city and all that kind of thing. Harrison Ford got even with the Ruskies and beat their butt. <laughs> so I want that kind of guy, and I want a guy whose line is, the truth is we acted too late. Only when our national security was threatened did we act. And I say, hooray for him. And that's Harrison Ford. You picked probably the the most popular candidate, Fausta. In fact, after we had set the uh, topic up for for the show today, I noticed that Harrison Ford won a similar poll uh, at the Internet Movie Database, and I I didn't know that they were conducting one. So, uh, actually, you you may have the favorite in this in this race, and. Uh, you were you were wise to pick Harrison Ford. I, I remember reading Roger Ebert's review about Air Force One. He didn't like the movie, but he did like uh, 
Harrison Ford's portrayal, and he called him uh, steady and commanding, which, of course, is what we would like our, our president to be. But let's see now who Mad Movie Man A.J. Hikari picks. A.J. is my colleague, as most of you know, at Real Talk Reviews, and he hosts his own radio show at the University of Wisconsin at River Falls. So, hi, A.J., who are you supporting today? Well, before I get into my speech, I just wanted to say to Jazz, I'm a fair, fairly young whippersnapper here, but I have seen the original Failsafe, and I agree with you that Henry Fonda did a very good performance, and it was the film itself was one of the better Cold War thrillers. And I like the remake, too, but that's just me. But now I'm going to prove you wrong. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm going to prove you wrong with my candidate. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my belief that one of the strongest qualities a movie president, let alone an actual president, can possess is the ability to stay cool under pressure. In the face of the direst circumstances, a president must be able to stay calm, think fast, and do whatever is necessary to maintain the safety of his people. These are all qualities that have been embodied perfectly by my pick as favorite movie president, Morgan Freeman, in Impact. In one of the goofiest of all disaster movies, Freeman kept in terror of nobility the whole nine yards, making the decision to blow up a comet with nuclear bombs with a straight face and getting the viewers to go along with it the whole way. Such a scenario was more of a laughing matter in Armageddon, but thanks to Freeman's solemn performance, I and fellow moviegoers cared about what happened in Deep Impact even more than we would have. It was the courage Freeman brought to the table that made Deep Impact more than just some silly disaster flick. And that is why he should be considered the greatest of movie presidents. You've given a great deal of thought to that, uh, A.J., and uh, you almost uh, persuade me because I do like Morgan Freeman a lot, even if he's not playing a president. And I think if we were voting for the most solemn movie president or the one with the best voice, or if Penguins voted, Freeman would probably win hands down. <laughs> Although Morgan Freeman does bring up one point that I would like to make very briefly, Betty Jo. Yes. Yes, this sure. is the first election in United States history with a major party candidate, and this was a great quote that came from uh, the Jay Leno show a couple of weeks ago, where we may actually have the possibility of seeing a black president without a meteor being approaching the earth. <laughs> that's a good. That's definitely a good. Thanks to Jay Leno. Thanks for you reminding us about that. Well, now it's my pleasure to tell everyone why they should vote for my candidate. I first have to say that uh, Johnny Depp hasn't played a U.S. president yet, so um, I'm really unhappy about that because that's the one I would have voted for, as you all know. But my candidate is Polly Bergen in Kisses for My President. And why should you vote for her? Well, first of all, we need to recognize that a qualified woman can handle this top executive job as well as a man. And Polly Bergen's portrayal of President Leslie McLeod way back in 1964 attempted to do just that. It was really a terrible movie, though. But no matter how silly some of this comedy was and how ridiculously it ended, Polly Bergen scenes as a tough, intelligent president making decisions were done superbly. 
I was so happy when I read in the Huffington Post a little article by Elizabeth Gregory, and she was talking about Polly Bergen in Kisses for My President. She said, the Soviets gave the new president some grief, and Polly Bergen made them settle down, exactly as if she were Margaret Thatcher or Golda Meir or Indira Gandhi. Secondly, because, ladies and gentlemen, we can't forget the image factor. Polly Bergen's President McLeod really knew how to dress for success. And as a result, Kisses for My President won an Oscar for costume design. <laughs> but seriously, wow. yeah, it was in black and white, too. But seriously, I think we should look for the same qualities in a woman that we wouldn't a man running for this office. So I want a president with integrity, intelligence, and courage who's open-minded and knows how to communicate with us. And I also want a president who places the good of the country above personal ideology or concerns. And Polly Bergen's Leslie McLeod met all those qualifications while she served as president. So a vote for Polly Bergen today will be greatly appreciated. All righty then, dear listeners and chatters, you've heard all the campaign speeches, and I think a lot of thought went into all five uh uh, speeches by our uh, very persuasive campaign manager. So now you must decide how to vote. But before doing that, Nikki, let's see. Are there any questions or comments from the chat room? How are they reacting to our final candidates for best movie president? I have some bad news. So oh, we are having a site-wide issue, and the we're not streaming. Nobody is, and so unfortunately. They can't hear us, although I'm typing away. You know me. <laughs> trying to give them a rundown. I did let them know they can call in. So what's going to end up probably happening is we're going to have to direct them to the archive because the archive is recording correctly. Oh, well, thank, oh. Heavens, thank heavens for the archives. Yeah. Well, would, would, um, is there anything that is being said in the, in the chat that you'd like to share with us at this time? Well, we have some, other, some more nominations like Dave from Dave. Yes. I didn't Dave. even know that he wasn't involved, but he has been the president, right? Well, yeah, uh, Kevin, president. Right, Kevin Klein played President Bill uh, Mitchell. Uh, okay. Well, it was a dual role, Dave Kovic, in, in 1993. Mm -hmm. And this was a really, really funny movie, an excellent comedy. And Kevin Klein did a great job in this dual role. He seemed to be a dead ringer for the president, and when the president was in a coma, they uh, persuaded Dave to pretend that he was he was the president, and of course wow. Dave ends up uses uses his luck being in that position to make the country a better place. So that's a very very good uh, nomination. I I think that that's uh, that's that's one of the best performances of, of a U.S. president, and he really wasn't even the president, but he was acting like he was the president. Wow. Any other nominations? Not so far, and I do want you to know that I did tell everybody that they could use Click to Listen to call in, and so we'll have, we might get more people on the switchboard, but we don't need to take their calls because they're trying to hear so that we can get this information out. Well, yes, this is really uh, too bad <laughs> on a day like today, but it's, but uh, those gremlins, they just are very, very active on Election Day. I do see a call that's um, yeah, a he's caller. Listening. Let, let he's me, just listening. Oh, he's just listening. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, let's let's see if um, we can talk a little bit about uh, some of these other uh, candidates that we 
we considered originally uh, that we we decided not to make it to the final, uh, you know, to the final five. And I wanted to bring up Jeff Bridges in the Contender. Yes, yes. Good so, choice. Good choice. So I always I, like it, Jeff Bridges in anything. Don't we all? And in this, the, the what I liked about him was his. He played the, this president as just kind of a uh, sort of an eccentric president, but he was he nominated um, a woman played by Joan Allen to replace the vice president, and ran into all sorts of trouble over that. But he he again was was very steady. There's a scene though where he shows how eccentric he he is. And he's playing with the with the chef, trying to get the chef, the, the White House chef, to make him all dis- see how how many dishes that he can prepare. <laughs> I thought there was a little bit of humor in that. So Jeff Bridges, I think, is a, is definitely a good candidate for uh, for the the playing uh, a portrayal of, of a movie president. Now let's talk a little bit about. Um, Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks. Does anyone want to speak up for for Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks? Did you see that, AJ? Uh, it has been probably around ten years since I've seen Mars Attacks, and my memory's vague. Although I just remember it was one of two really really kooky parts that Jack Nicholson played there to the hilt, and it was more of a goofy throwaway role than anything than a president that I'd have in office. Yes, I was disappointed in that one, uh, and I, I say that as one of the biggest Jack Nicholson fans in the world. Generally, if Jack shows up in any film, you'll get me there to watch it. And I did see Mars Attacks twice, and I had to say that I, I thought Jack kind of phoned it in a little bit on that one. Um, that and What was that one with Cher, the Witches of Eastwick or something like that? Uh, yeah. th- those were two where I, I I really didn't think Jack was shining in those personally, but uh, normally he's just one of the best in the field. Well, he certainly was uh, funny in this. It, it was a Tim Burton satire or parody, but he again had this dual kind of role that Kevin Klein had in uh, Dave, and he played President James Dale, and then he also played uh, a person who looked like James like James Dale, who who owned a casino. But this was one of those movies where the rest of the cast sort of drowned out Jack Nicholson and all the special effects. And the main thing I remember about Mars Attacks is Annette Benning as sort of a flower child. She was just wonderful in that movie. And I remember the Martian, <laughs> female Martian, and the way she walked. I, For a couple of weeks after that, I tried to walk like that. And, you know, those, those Martians really have to be... Uh, Extortionist. <laughs> I did love his one really good quote from the press conference, though, where he goes up and reassures the public by saying, and I just want all of you to remember that we have two out of the three branches of the government working, and that's not bad. It was a great moment in the movie. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that was a true statement. That's not bad to have have any part of the government working. Well, what about Michael Douglas in The American President? Fausta, did you happen to see that movie? I saw it, and it was, I mean, I'm sorry to say I hate chick flicks. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, you know, he was fine, and Annette Benning was fine, and everybody was just charming and good-looking and romantic, and I hated it. Well, I think there might be another reason why you hated it that you don't have to be ashamed to say. What is that? 
Well, because I believe that Michael Douglas was probably the dream candidate of uh, liberals. (laughs) (laughs) You got me on that, yes. I got you on that. You got me on that one. Yeah, he was for everything. He was for gun control and all all the things, you know, that the liberals are for. And uh, it was more of a romance than, than a political comedy but uh, i got i got i got to say betty joe you know i've seen the american president a lot of times and it actually is one of my favorite romance movies and were it not for morgan freeman i would have picked uh michael douglas's character just because it's definitely much one of the most human presidents ever depicted on film you always see the like in uh air force one you see him as like a symbol for like america fighting back against the russians and he's more of a kick-butt action hero but here you just got to see him as a guy who like just so happened to be the president. And Michael Douglas did such a charismatic job. He's sympathetic without being just too overly sentimental. And it was just a very, very human performance that I really liked in a very brilliant, underrated movie. Well, I, oh, I thought you were wrong. talking about Deep Impact for a minute. <laughs> Where, no, actually, Morgan Freeman also played the president in Deep Impact. But once again, it was one of those movies where you have a black president and there's a meteor heading for the planet. <laughs> and that's uh, and of course that is AJ's pick for the for the best performance. Uh, right. And, but Michael that's Douglas would be his second choice. I I really liked the American President as a romantic comedy and thought that everyone in it gave very good performances. But um, I, I I couldn't vote for Michael Douglas when I had Polly Bergen in my sight. So I, I went because I, I really do think that we need to pay more attention to the fact that uh, women should be considered for the, this top office. Now, the, the problem with Kisses for My President, even though Polly Bergen just was fantastic in that movie, uh, they just ruined it. The ending just ruined it. Has anyone else seen that movie? It was back in 1964. That was in Goldwater and Johnson time. Uh, I'm embarrassed I, to say I'd never heard of it till you sent me the note, but I, I did put it on my list to uh, try to get it. Well, I, I wonder, I probably should not talk about the ending then if, if some people are going to see it. Just I think it's a ridiculous ending. It's an insult to women and men the way it ends. But, um, and, and it's an insult to any, any man who, is, who becomes the first gentleman because it, Fred McMurray plays Polly Bergen's husband in that and he just is is kind of an uh, idiot he has to go around to all these garden parties and tea parties and that kind of do all the the first lady chores and he doesn't like it one bit even though his his wife is <laughs> really ably pe- performing the duties of the american president but um it would it's it's kind of a uh you know just a movie that you should see and forget Everything except Polly Bergen's performance in it. So, what about Peter Sellers in in Doctor Strangelove? Uh, did did any one of you enjoy his performance as the president, or is that another case where he's kind of drowned out by his performances? So many other characters. In That's that. a good uh, description of it because I thought in Doctor Strangelove the the president's character was was very much drowned out by that whole wacky uh, cast of characters that made sort of a tapestry out of the whole movie. It's hard to pick out any one really great performance. Yeah. He did have one wonderful line when he had all of his cabinet in, uh, you know, for, to advise him, and they started arguing, and he said, 
This is the war room. You can't fight in the war room. What a wonderful movie line, folks. And I think you'll have to agree that Nikki, Fausta, Jazz, and AJ really delivered the goods with their perceptive speeches. But we're uh, we're back live now, and uh, before you vote, we have three new candidates to consider. These um, uh, these performances uh, came after uh, that particular show had been uh, aired, and the first one is no surprise. It's Daniel Day Lewis in Lincoln. This talented actor won his third Oscar for his portrayal of Abraham Lincoln in this movie that was directed by uh, Steven Spielberg, and it was nominated for an Academy Award, and it was released in 2012. The title was just Lincoln, and Day-Lewis plays our Civil War president during the last four months of his life, and he projects a man who appears tender, soulful, and weary but very effective in getting what he wants done about slavery and the Emancipation Proclamation. And I think this outstanding performance proves that Daniel Day-Lewis deserves consideration as one of our best film uh, president candidates. I was wondering how many actors played uh, Lincoln, and so I... I don't know what I'd do without Internet Movie Database, but so I went over there and um, uh, found the names of many, many actors that played Abraham Lincoln, including, Jazz will be pleased to know this, Henry Fonda in the movie Young Lincoln, Benjamin Walker in Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, <laughs> which I did see, and it was quite a romp and quite quite bloody. Uh, it was very interesting. Walter Houston, back in 1930, actually, folks, that is before I was born. Some people will argue with me about that, but, but that is before my time. And Walter Houston played Abraham Lincoln in uh, D.W. Griffith's movie of the same name. Then an actor named Robert V. Barron played Lincoln in Bob and... Ted's, or is it Bill and Ted's, <laughs> Excellent Adventure, a, a comedy. And an actor named Bill Opfers Jr. played Abraham Lincoln versus the Zombies, which I haven't seen. And I don't think I'm going to put that on my Netflix. Gregory Peck played Lincoln in The Blue and the Gray. Raymond Massey played Lincoln in Abe Lincoln in Illinois. Brendan Fraser played Lincoln in Bedazzled. Now, I saw that movie, and I don't remember uh, seeing Brendan Fraser. I'm going to have to check that out again. Chris Christopherson played Lincoln in a movie called Tad, which uh, I am a big fan of Chris Christopherson, and I haven't seen that movie. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. And then this one is interesting to me. Kevin Sorbo played Abraham Lincoln in um, the movie FDR, American Badass, and I have to remind you, uh, listeners, that that movie we talked about on our show before, and we had Barry Bostwick on the show who played uh, FDR in uh, in that uh, very, very unique movie. Okay, so Daniel Day-Lewis is uh, now one of our contenders. That's the first of the three. Number two is Stephen Colbert in Monsters vs. Aliens. Now, that's an animated movie released back in 2009. 
this it, Colbert is uh, Colbert. He provided the voice for President Hathaway, who's a very dynamic leader, but he does some pretty strange things, like uh, oh, designing a nuclear missile slash coffee machine button and uh, playing an electric keyboard as an attempt to make peace with the alien probe on Earth. In other words, typecasting. Just kidding, Stephen. <laughs> Even if you don't win this election, we wish you great success with your latest TV adventure, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, that begins this week on CBS. I think the first show is tonight. Our third candidate is Danny Glover in a movie, sci-fi does disaster movie called 2012 and that came out in 2009 and Glover plays President Thomas Wilson who along with other international leaders begins a secret project to ensure the survival of humanity after a major disaster that's predicted to take place in 2012 well thank heavens that didn't come to pass but President Wilson is probably the most selfless president because now this is a spoiler alert, so if you're planning to check out 2012, and it is a wonderful disaster movie, I do recommend it, but uh, this is the spoiler. President uh, Wilson sacrifices his own life for others by remaining in Washington to address the nation one last time before a mega tsunami destroys the capital. You know, I have a sort of a soft spot in my heart for Danny Glover because I had the good fortune to meet him at one of the uh, Telluride Film Festivals. He was arrived a little bit late, and um, he was uh, trying to hurry to the session where he, one of his films was being premiered, but he had a, a foot that he had hurt, and I was one of the first people to see him, so I went over to see if he was all right, and uh, I helped him uh, find out the room and the direction to the room where the, pro, where the movie would be uh, projected and he was just so appreciative and so such a nice guy so uh danny glover then is our is our third uh candidate for best film president so there you have it folks our current candidates for best film president let's go over the list again harrison ford in air force one bill pullman in independence day Henry Fonda in Failsafe, Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact, Polly Bergen in Kisses for My President, Kevin Kline in Dave, Jeff Bridges in The Contender, Peter Sellers in Dr. Strangelove, Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks, Michael Douglas in The American President, Danny Glover in 2012, Stephen Colbert in Monsters vs. Aliens, and last but not least, Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln. Now, Kat Vecchioni in the chat uh, mentioned Gina Davis as Commander-in-Chief in the television series. That was a wonderful television series, and I think it was called Commander-in-Chief. But we're, we're just, uh, and, and that's a very, very good suggestion. We, we need to do another show, I think, about... Uh, TV actors who could be uh, voted upon as, as given the best uh, uh, pres presidential performance. While you're listening, which candidate to vote for, folks? Let's listen to these brief messages from two loyal listeners. Hi. 
Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny. You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Addict Headquarters. And now back to our feature. much Nancy and Steve for those fun promos and dear listeners be sure to check out Nancy's very funny comedy concept show right here on blog talk radio each Monday and Friday morning at 1030 Eastern time another entertaining show you should check out is the mom and pop shop show hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger. It airs over there on DreamStream Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everyone in the Wacko wheelhouse. And I'd especially like to recommend World Talk Rock. I believe that's still on a Saturday night at uh, at six uh, Eastern time, and uh, Kat can correct me in the in the chat room if I'm uh, if I'm wrong. Well, I'm sorry to say it's almost time to wrap things up. Thanks again to Nikki, Jazz, AJ, and Fausta for their terrific speeches. So it's up all up to you, dear listeners. You have the chance now to help pick the best film president. Please give this important election careful consideration. Then send an email with your vote to realtalk at comcast.net. That's R-E-E-L, realtalk at comcast.net. By September 30th, and as a thank you for voting, I'll be happy to place your name in our random drawing for a free copy of my award-winning Life at the Movies memoir, Confessions of a Movie Addict. This is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to our chatters and other listeners. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time for another lively discussion about movies. Now, I'm happy to see that we do have a few minutes left, so I wanted to, uh, to let you know about some of our upcoming guests. On September 22nd, actor Bill Allen will be with us. His autobiography is titled My Rad Life, and that's R-A-D, probably because he starred in a cult movie called Rad, which was about BMX racing. I think that's bicycle motocross racing some 30 years ago, and now is appearing in another BMX film called Heroes of Dirt. In between those projects, Bill has appeared in films by Robert Altman and Oliver Stone, and with such stars as George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Brandon Lee, and Lou Diamond Phillips, plus many independent films, and even in a Breaking Bad TV episode. And then on October 6th, Lori Jacobson, a celebrated Hollywood author, has agreed to be our guest. She's written such fascinating books as Hollywood Heartbreak, 
Dishing Hollywood and Hollywood Haunted, which covers more than 100 years of ghostly do- goings-on in Hollywood. This should be a great show to help us get in the mood for Halloween. And in addition, we're trying to get Barry Bostwick back to talk about his unique recent short film, Dragula. Now, that's D-R-A-G-U-L-A. I think you can see um, that film over on YouTube. So I, I hope that you will go over to YouTube and watch this performance that Barry Bostwick gives in Dragula. And uh, send us good vibes and keep your fingers crossed that we're able to get Barry back on the show um, to talk about that, uh, that short film. Plus, we'll be revisiting our interview with Barry about the Rocky Horror Picture Show later in October because we do a uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show every year to celebrate Halloween. And we're also hoping to book filmmaker David Spaltrow again, this time to discuss his new horror movie, which is having remarkable success now on the festival circuit. So uh, some exciting things are going to be happening, and uh, I hope you'll all uh, tune in. And in the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. Let's go out with my favorite rendition of Hooray for Hollywood. Thank you. 